0: of the three missing Montgomery College students continues in Frederick County tonight. Ten days and thousands of man hours have been unable to produce any clues. We have a few leads, a few other options we want to take advantage
1: of and just try to put together some uh, some pieces to this puzzle. Do you believe the occult may be involved in the disappearance of your son?
2: I am so scared.
3: Tonight's episode of Horror on the Rocks, Frank and
4: Joe are live from Love City
3: Brew, where they debate found footage horror films and review 1999's The Blair Witch Project.
4: They're coming for you, Barbara.
2: <laughs> Look, there comes one of them now. <laughs>
4: Welcome. Welcome. Hi, Frank. How's it going, Joe? I am great. How are you? I'm very excited because we have another out in public live recording of the podcast.
3: Yeah, we are in a new brewery this time. It's called Love City Brewing. And uh, in,
0: I would I guess it's Eraser Hood, the edge of New Liberties. Uh, the neighborhood has a couple different names. Yeah. Uh, Eraserhood, North Chinatown, North Callow Chinatown. Hill. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. We sort of adopt all of them. As long as it's not a shortened, like, no-chi or, like, annoying new neighborhood <laughs> yeah. vibe. Yeah, Just yeah, yeah. a gentrification. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. By and the way, this uh, wonderful voice that you're
4: hearing is none other than Love City's Coleman, who is here to tell us all about this awesome
0: brewery and uh, what you guys do here. So, uh, Well, first off,
3: thanks so much for having us. Yes, yeah, oh, thank you. you no, really thank cool. you
0: for uh, thinking of us and coming in and doing a live podcast. It's yeah. a lot of fun to you know, interact with you guys because I'm a big podcast listener myself. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So it's fun to like, one, be a part of this. Yeah. And yeah. to have you here. So yeah. Yeah. thanks. Yeah. We
3: really want to focus on um, featuring more just local breweries, local hotspots. Philly is such an amazing, exciting city. So much good stuff to drink um, here. Yeah. Fun and I'm, I'm a huge fan of Love City. I've been yeah. coming for awesome. a while. So this is really cool now to yeah. be recording at Love City. Yeah.
4: So Later on in the episode, we're going to review Blair Witch Project. We have another guest from Love City who's going to join us for that. Yeah. We're going to discuss our favorite found footage movies. But before we do that, we need to start this podcast like we do all others with beverage. Oh, yeah. cheers, fellas. a
3: beverage. Cheers, Cheers, guys. Take a little cheers. And, uh, awesome. So what's everyone drinking? Coleman, what do you have there? I've
0: got the Sylvie Stout. It is our uh, oatmeal stout. Uh, we make it year-round. It's a nice, light-bodied, easy-drinking stout. It's uh, you know, outside temperatures in the 90s, feels like 100 and for some reason, I was uh, wanting a Sylvie Stout today. So, yeah. case in point, you can drink it year-round. Awesome. Yeah.
3: Yeah. What are you drinking, Joe? I am currently enjoying the, he dip. Looks up at the big Dip. I had board. to double-check. <laughs> I wanted to do it justice. It's a really yummy IPA, and yeah. it has, I guess, it's infused with pineapple? It's, Correct. Yeah. So,
0: we brewed that with over 500 pounds of pineapple puree Ooh, uh, to give it a really robust, uh, bright pineapple flavor, along with a nice acidity to kind of mellow out. Uh, the sweetness that is associated with hazy IPAs a lot of yeah. a lot of time. So yeah, that's the Solar Dip. Is this yeah. a seasonal beer? It that you is have? a limited release. Okay. So we're yeah. trying to get into a, a rhythm with our brewing here where we can do as much fun stuff as we possibly can while yeah. keeping up with all of the core products that we have to make for yeah. all of our wonderful accounts throughout the city that love yeah. us like you guys do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're, we try to have as much fun as we can with like small runs of beers like the Solar Dip or another fun one that's up there is our Mambo Sun. It's our peach ale. Uh, another fruited, like heavily fruited beer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we're just trying to have as much fun as possible yeah. and making craft beer not as highbrow as a lot of people seem to think it is yeah there.
4: But uh, the, the, we got to talk a little bit about the place we're in. Well, real quick, what are you drinking, I, Oh, Frank? yeah, sorry. Before I forget. I'm drinking it. the Unity IPA, which is, I think, the only one I ever had before I came here. I guess, is this more of kind of a West Coast
0: IPA? I would uh, say it's more inspired by West Coast uh, hoppings. Yeah. So how we use the hops. Uh, We use three varietals of hops in that beer, uh, Simcoe, Citra, and Mosaic Uh, for different reasons. Citra and and Mosaic will give you fruity notes, uh, specifically citrus, like lemon peel, grapefruit peel, Uh, and then the Mosaic kind of rounds it out with like a melony note. And then the simcoe gives you that classic bitterness that yeah. ipas forever have always been yeah uh but what i think separates that beer apart from like a west coast is how light it is yeah uh, it is very, very drinkable easy, a yeah. nice dry finish uh uh-huh. like west coast tend to have that heavy hop body which nothing wrong with that you know it yeah. just depends on yeah what your palate enjoys yeah uh, so frank I, my yeah. pa- my palate
4: enjoys this one it's, it's, it's <laughs> a great beer. beer i
0: do love yeah. the unity ipa very much it's, yeah it's we, a really good summer IPA. So Frank yeah. was touching
3: upon this. This space is really cool. It's so incredible. It's this it's huge so cool. warehouse that's, I guess, been converted into a brewery. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the space and just so the brand? So
0: originally it was a warehouse used to build railway parts okay. uh, because of the train tracks right by us. Yeah. Uh, you can actually look up and see one of the conveyor systems that would transfer large steel beams that were train tracks uh, and things like that. that.
3: That's what that is.
0: Uh, right before it was a brewery, it was also an MMA gym. <laughs> oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. Is so, that not part of the brewery anymore? No. We're MMA? not going to yeah. punch yeah. each other in the face later. Oh. Here.
3: So Frank, I guess don't count on that for later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Change um, of plans.
4: So how how long have you guys
0: been in business and have you always been here? So. This is the only location. Yeah. Um, doors opened April of twenty eighteen. It's so a really fun uh, place, just
4: kind of tucked away, and, yeah, and again, whatever you would call this neighborhood. But so uh, very inviting, and the food truck situation out back. Yeah, it's, 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 you guys really, it's break, pretty cool, right? Like, I was here. We were here on Sunday. I was. I wanted to make sure I got to try a whole bunch of your beers, and there was a food truck called. I want to say it was called Haley Quinn. Yep absolutely phenomenal food. Yeah, they're, stuff, um, so,
0: they're they're a regular occurrence for us, uh, food truck-wise, because yeah. their food's great, they're really cool people.
3: So when people come to Love City, I mean, what can they sort of expect? What kind of separates Love City? Because it seems like there are so many breweries, which is awesome, popping up in Philly, and there's been a lot, but there's some newer ones. What do you think kind of separates Love City from the rest?
0: I would say t- it's a two, two-fold answer. Uh, first and foremost, our beer is, I think a, a notch above a lot of other beers out there. I no, can vouch no, for that. No, no offense to all <laughs> With, my friends. I would in, agree. In it's the beer so business, good. like, yeah. I'm sorry, guys. I love all of you. <laughs> uh, and then the second part of the answer is our, our staff. Uh, you come and sit at the bar here. You get some of the best hospitality in the business. Yeah, yeah. So, I get
3: that. I, I like the vibe in here. It's the space physically is so open, so you don't feel claustrophobic and right. too tight. But it is a very just kind of warm, chill, yeah. friendly
0: atmosphere.
4: I am curious. What's uh, what's in the name? I, 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 I be- the, believe the brewery was started by a couple, but I don't know much about it other than yeah. that. Yes.
0: So Kevin and Melissa started the brewery. Um, Kevin was a brewer and brewery builder for Iron Hill for a very long time. Yep. So he gained a lot of experience there. Cool. Uh, a lot of brewing. Breweries in the local area, a lot of their staff started there as well. Okay. Uh, so there's a, a nice, like, family feel between us and other breweries. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Kevin is the guy in charge of the beer. Melissa is in charge of literally everything else, (laughs) and they are wonderful people to work for. I can't speak highly enough of them. And about the name, I mean, it's the city of brotherly love, man. I I figured that. I didn't know if there was like something else in it, (laughs) but uh, yeah. (laughs) Well,
3: I feel like there's something for everyone here, whether you're like a a seasoned beer drinker or you're just kind of into a certain type or your beer maybe is new to you. It seems like there's really something for everyone here, um, which is cool.
0: Yeah, I think that I mean that's been sort of like a focal point of our mission. Uh, we want to appease the you put it very aptly the seasoned beer drinker. I oh, would say you. beer dork, which I am very much that. <laughs> I, I like I like that term better. <laughs> I, I am a collector of beers at my house. Yeah. My girlfriend is very frustrated about that sometimes, <laughs> and I will sit on bottles. Why for, is there
4: a whole bunch of stuff in the fridge we can't drink? Right.
0: <laughs> Why can't I drink that? Yeah. Uh, so you know, I'll sit on bottles for years. Uh, so. There are things for people like me who want to challenge themselves and get weird with beer. Yeah. And there's also beer for people who don't uh, understand what craft beer is or only drink macro brands. Like, we can have a Miller Light drinker convert over to a Love City Lager yeah. and go, no, oh, this stuff's not, it's not too bad. Like, yeah. Yeah. Craft beer isn't all twirling mustaches and dry hopping. <laughs> yeah.
3: Can people uh, enjoy Love City beers at places beyond the brewery itself so you mentioned that you have I think some accounts so like are there some bars oh, yes. in the city where you can
0: enjoy a beer yeah, or can you buy it at a store or so we're in a lot of bars okay. all over town we're approaching a majority of the city uh West Philly awesome Fishtown uh Kensington uh other parts of North Philly like like Fairmount and Brewerytown. Yeah. great uh I take care of South Philly as a sales rep uh so in a lot of places down there as well, Center City's uh, a big like account pool for us as well. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's pretty much all over. Uh, and if it's not in your local watering hole, please uh, contact the brewery and we, <laughs> one of us will get there. Yeah.
4: What about in stores? Are you are you available in so, bottles and
0: cans yet? We, uh, we only do cans for package stores. It sort of all depends. Uh, there's a handful in Center City. Yeah. Uh, there's a handful in like Fishtown, like Richmond Bev up there carries us. Uh, We are in the Heirloom uh, grocery stores that are run by Giant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one one popping up. So we're we're starting to grow into that side of things a little bit, just uh, trying to make sure we have enough beer for in-house and enough beer... For the bars and restaurants that are already buying for us, I guess we should
4: ask that too. Do you guys do all of your brewing in on right site? through those windows right there? The, oh uh, wow! If you, if you can hear the the delicious hum of beer brewing right on the other <laughs> side of the wall next mm-hmm. to us, yes, that no, that's it, right. Did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm, yum! Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so
0: that you're looking at our uh, our boil equipment right there, and then further down the line will be our fermentation tanks. Awesome. So yeah. Cool, but yeah, come come check us out. Yeah, we well, love uh, this place, and thank you so much. To love cheers, City and Cheers.
4: Its continued growth of uh, unpretentious craft
0: beer. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, guys. See Thanks a lot
4: to Coleman for uh, joining us and telling us everything about Love City. Um, he's he's absolutely not bullshitting you guys. Their beers are really good and really approachable. They
3: are. This pineapple IPA, Frank, is so refreshing and so summery. Like I am so over summer because it's been. So hot here. Yeah, I, it's, it's been brutal, been grueling. But this is making me appreciate the joys of summer and what yeah. summer's about. I honestly, actually, and if you're in the area, come check them out. The uh, brewery space is so cool. It's so open and huge. You can come with a date or a huge group. There's plenty yeah. of room, and it's just a great spot. I think and to it, hang out I, in.
4: When you're here, you feel like you're kind of off the beaten path in the city, and like you know, Joe. Joe doesn't. Neither of us live in this part of town. Um, so I was kind of unaware about of this until we kind of connected with them for the show. But now that I know it's here, like this is a this is a great spot to that you can kind of get away. And it's not that it's not crowded. I mean, they are they are selling beers in here, but it's a huge space. It's in an awesome building and uh, the beer the folks the food they're all great. Yeah,
3: I learned about this place through some friends through my dodgeball team. Shout out to Oops I hit you again. And we would come that's here the name of your dodgeball we team. We would co- it is Frank. Shh. That's for another episode, but we would come here. <laughs> no, that's for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um no, I could never leave you. This is like the only podcast. I appreciate or is that it? Joe.
4: No. Yeah. Um, all right, so should we get into some yeah, news? Yeah, let's do a little horror news. I don't yeah. have much. Do you what what do you have?
3: Frank, I have a itemized list of things that I need to discuss with you. Oh boy. Number
4: one. So uh, I
3: hope people enjoyed our last episode. We had so much fun recording at Manitani. It was a blast. Um, I know what you did last summer. But within a few days of rele- or recording that episode, they it was announced that there's going to be a I Know What You Did Last Summer TV series on <laughs> Amazon, which I am so intrigued by. It's going to be produced by James Wan, who directed Saw. Unknown cast, unknown release date, but Really curious to see where they take it. Are they going to kind of like reimagine the story in Subway? I mean, to make it a TV show, how are they going to kind of keep it going? What, what's it going to be on?
4: Amazon. Like, it's going to be on Amazon. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
3: um, thoughts on a TV show based on that?
4: Yeah, I mean, it's not. <laughs> we've seen them expand the "I know what you did last summer" storyline into "I still know what you did last summer" and. Yeah. I don't know that there's a whole lot to go past that. But these, these slasher-ish TV shows kind of are doing well. They're not my particular cup of tea, but, um, you know. As
3: long as Sarah Michelle Gellar returns for it, or <laughs> if Chloe Grace Moretz plays a version of Sarah Michelle Gellar's character. Do you mean character. Chloe
0: Grace Moretz? Who
3: was that? <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that? Uh. Someone's voice got... Very deep all of a sudden.
4: It is the spirit of (laughs) Chloe Grace Moretz.
3: Chloe, come on this podcast. The (laughs) number of times we just like name drop you and give you free publicity. We will come to you
4: as long as you are in the Philadelphia (laughs) Um, area.
3: My next item is that I have just read this incredible book called I'll Be Gone in the Dark. It's been out for a little while. It's about the Golden State Killer written by Michelle McNamara. I may be butchering her last name, and I apologize. She sadly passed away before the Golden State Killer was actually identified and revealed through one of those like Ancestry.com sites through DNA testing. But she just wrote this beautifully done, scary, terrifying, well-written book that really just like dives into the case and just weaves through the facts in such a interesting approachable way I mean I'm not that into true crime but I found this more terrifying and more interesting than any horror movie I've seen like no joke I've been talking to my friend Sue about it hey Sue Um, (laughs) it was just like a mind blowing book so I hope you read it Patton Oswalt the comedian was married to her um, oh, this was his first his wife, wife. And she, again, unfortunately passed away. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. But a really great read. So for those that are oh, looking for a good he, book.
4: That, you know, she was she wrote these really scary books and he's a stand-up comic. Yeah. And he actually yeah.
3: wrote the, um, not the foreword, but is it called the afterword? <laughs> I, I think, should know. I think it is called the afterword. Sorry, English people. I maybe Yeah. Maybe? Isn't that the opening? Is no that epilogue? Huge, I don't know. Huge I, literary Fact checkers?
4: Here. Okay. Not a literary <laughs> um, podcast. So, is it the kind of thing you think they could screenplay into a horror movie?
3: Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. I can, actually, they're making a documentary on it. Oh, I'm cool. sure it can be. There's enough material for a full-blown movie or yeah. TV show starring Chloe Grace Moretz. <laughs> um, so my other item, Frank, is that Haunting of Hill House we discussed. Season 2 is coming out. It's going to be called The Haunting of Bly Manor. Mm-hmm. And last time you mentioned about how two of the uh, cast members are returning that play the twins. Um, we know what roles they're playing. So Victoria Petretti is going to be the governess who is caring for two unusual children, (laughs) however you want to take it. Okay. Um, And then Oliver Jackson Cohen is going to be playing Peter, a charming fellow who lives on the estate and makes life difficult for everyone. Hmm. So a lot to <laughs> unpack with that. Not yeah. sure where that's going to go, but I'm so glad that they're returning. Do they
4: returning. have a release date for it yet? Do we know when it's going to be they,
3: out? I believe it's going to be 2020. Yeah, okay. 2020, not a specific month yet, but um, I'm on board. Yeah. And my last item, Frank, is that if you're a Philadelphian or if you travel to Philly, the Ritz Five is a theater in Philly um, that a lot of locals are probably aware of. They play a lot of like independent movies and stuff. Very cool um, theater. They're gonna have classic movie Tuesdays where they're featuring movies, and then they'll have like a question-answer kind of speaker session. And the list is kind of cool. They have Rosemary's Baby and Nightmare on Elm Street, which. I don't know if you've heard of that movie, Nightmare on Elm Street. I think maybe <laughs> we should do it for our next
4: one. Yeah, we will do it um, Eventually.
3: But, uh, yeah, so if you're in the area, check out their website. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so awesome. that's what's going on. What about you? I, do you have anything? I only had one piece of horror news, and it's yeah. mostly
4: for you because I know how much you love these guys. I'm so but influential <laughs> in your life. I love there's that. There's uh, Amazon picked up a show written by Nick Frost and Simon Pegg, the guys that did Shaun of the Dead. Uh, it's and, Hot Fuzz, and Hot Fuzz, my favorite horror yeah. comedy. Oh, those, those guys are great. Um, but it, the show is called Truth Seekers, and it is a long gestured horror comedy uh, starring Nick Frost and Simon Pegg as paranormal investigators. I'm on board. So, yeah, anything that they're fun. a part of, I'm on board. I'll at least check it out. Yeah. yeah,
3: if it's gonna be the same like tone and kind of feel of their movie yeah. collaborations, sign me up.
4: So I, I got to ask you, shifting away from horror news, Yes. did you see Midsommar yet? I did see Midsommar. So Did it, you see it? I did. And I, I want to talk about it, but discretion to listeners. We're going to give you our quick takes on it, I think. Spoiler free? Spoiler free, though. Yeah, so let's not I, risk if, it. Cause... If you don't want to hear anything about it, click the details for this episode. You'll see exactly the timestamp of where to fast forward to. Do but... you
3: do that, by the way? Do you input when things start at like what time like what topics
4: are starting yeah
3: that's in, that's incredible
4: have you not seen this no i have year? i yeah. just wondered how you that thought it
3: was automatic well i am not involved with that in so i was just like just whatsoever. do like this podcast <laughs> beings do that in, no. like, automatically frank you do a lot for this podcast this my dedication Joe. i just want to take a moment to say i appreciate you well, i'll drink to that and for all that you Cheers. do and all the things you do that I don't do, <laughs> which is a lot. So I show up, but you like in your defense, do all the technical, logistical stuff. In your defense, you offer to help
4: more with the production side of it.
3: But, but then the same God, breath, I'd be like, I don't know how to do any of that. Thank gosh you've never taken me on that. Because then I'd be like, well, surprise, I don't know how to do it. You'd get one I'm podcast to, a quarter.
4: I'm willing to learn, but uh, yeah. yeah. So so mid-summer, yeah, relatively spoiler-free review. Def- spoiler-free to the extent possible. What was your kind of like knee jerk or gut reaction walking out of the theater? I
3: thought the movie overall was beautifully shot. I think the cinematography was great. I thought Florence Pugh was excellent. The so lead actress good. she just emotes so well yeah. and I just like felt
4: her and, and her boyfriend her despair. so all the acting in the movie was really yeah, good. Like I
3: hated the boyfriend. And he yeah. like made you hate him so well cuz you're not supposed to like him. Yeah. Um I thought the movie and there were some scary moments. There were some creepy trippy moments i thought the movie could have been shorter by maybe 45 minutes yeah there was long. one scene in particular that i saw what the purpose was and initially i was like oh this is messed up and then just kind of became more comedic than anything and at i wasn't the end, sure at the beginning it was towards the end okay um and this is spoiler free but yeah. um it just kind of got lost for me a little bit yeah uh yeah so i pre- didn't i it. appreciate it for yeah. what it was I thought *Hereditary* was a stronger movie in my eyes, yeah. um, but I think visually and the acting was great. Um, I'd give it a solid like B minus. Yeah.
4: How about you? Okay. Um, I you know I I probably might give it a B to B plus. Um, just because it's hard to cut up a movie. It's it's hard to be too hard on a movie that is so ambitious. Yeah. Like, it is visually stunning. There's some stuff with cinematography in this movie. Like, for for instance, uh, the way they choose to depict the effects of drug use in this movie is, like, nothing I've really seen since Fearing Loathing, but uh, way more subtle and, I think, effective. Okay. Um, I agree with you. It is a long movie, and I'm not sure... It needs to be quite that long. There's it did a not. there's a scene earlier on in the movie that's kind of very big and very scary, and then a lot of movie passes before we get back to any more kind of really uh, payoff for the anxiety yeah. and for the tension that Ari Aster builds in this movie, which he is very good at doing. I kind of had like anxiety fatigue by the time we finally get to the end. It it just takes so long to get there that I was I, I was. I don't know. I don't know if it didn't deliver in the end because the the yeah. third act of the movie is is wild. But it just, I I agree with you. I think it's probably more like a B plus movie for me. I, the acting was phenomenal. Obviously, the movie looks stunning. Um, I will say, I think I like Hereditary more. I think I might have enjoyed this movie more had I not seen Hereditary first.
3: Are you kind of comparing it? Because Hereditary was again. It's almost like. The discussion we had with Get Out and Us. Yeah. I think the bar was set so high with Hereditary or yeah. Get Out and then it's always so hard to kind of top that or follow up with something. Yeah. There's this natural comparison and I think on its own Midsommar is you know a solid film it's fine yeah. but yeah when you sort of look at it relative to um, Hereditary I, I think it kind of got lost in some ways but yeah. My question for you is that should we go to Sweden next summer for (laughs) Midsommar and see what happens? Yeah. Well,
4: (laughs) I I believe we have to wait another 89 years.
3: Oh. so We'll be doing this podcast for the next 89 years, right? Yeah. How old will we be? (laughs) Will be oh, medical science will develop me, to a point yeah. that we won't fact checkers. That. How old will we be? That's yeah, it's too much. Math. I don't want to know. Um, um, cool. Anything else about Midsummer? Yeah,
4: I look forward to whatever Ari Aster does oh, next. Yeah, he's so despite talented. The I we'll call it a sophomore slump. But it wasn't quite the, uh, the MVP season that I feel like he had with Hereditary. Yeah, I
3: wouldn't call it a sophomore slump at all. I've never seen something like that. I think the story is really interesting. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah like it's you said. It's almost
4: better. I think the fewer ex- – I went in ready to anoint this, you know, my next favorite horror movie of the past 10 years yeah. because that's the way I felt about Hereditary. And I think if you go in with expectations that are n- not based on Hereditary and also not like, I'm going to see a horror movie – Like if you just kind of take it for what it is and and kind of what it's about because there is some really interesting character development, you might enjoy it more than uh, folks that go in with high expectations and expectations for scares. Yeah. All right, so let's get into Blair Witch. But so before we jump into Blair Witch Project, Joe, we need to uh, welcome our second guest from
1: Love City. Yeah, Adam. Round of applause. Hi, Adam. Oh, shucks. Hi. Hello. Hi. How Thanks are you? For Cheers. Us. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. What are you drinking, Adam? Yeah, what I'm you got I'm drinking there? a Unity. This is yeah. kind of my go-to beer here at Love City. I, it's, uh, you know, I think um, Frank was drinking one of these earlier. Yeah. Yeah. It's delicious. Yeah, I, I, I love it. It's really, it's like super easy to drink. But not in a boring way, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, it's, it's delicious. A good, it's, I, I find it very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Multi-purpose. Yeah, All right. Yeah. And so what do you do at Love City? What's your role? I'm a here? bartender. Awesome. How yeah. long have you been bartending here? Here? Yeah. Uh, for about six months. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I'm not one go. of the OGs at the place, but yeah. you know. <laughs> but we're all a little family, and they welcome me with open arms. So awesome! It's a really, really cool place to work at. Really and cool place to work at. We
3: heard that you are a horror movie fan, yeah. which is
1: very
4: appropriate for this podcast. The cat's <laughs> out of the bag. Yeah. Yeah. So before we get into our, our debate list tonight, because we're going to talk about, to go with Blair Witch Project, we're going to talk about our favorite or at least uh, some notable found footage movies. Because okay. this, kind of, uh, this movie kind of threw off the second round of found footage movies being successful uh, commercially. Sure. What is a, a movie that really scared you as a kid?
1: A found footage movie or just a movie in Any general? Any kind of movie that Any scares movie. kids.
4: This is the question we use to prime oh, our guests gotcha. and introduce them gotcha. to our audience. So
1: when I was 10, um, I remember visiting my uncle in New Jersey, right? And he had a spare room in the basement. And uh, the one night he, like, he put me to bed. He popped in a v- VHS copy of A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Oh. He shut the lights and then left the room. <laughs> <laughs> and I was in there and I was and I loved it. I was so freaked out but I loved it. Like yeah. the one scene in particular that I remember is the scene where um uh what's her name i forget the name of, uh, i forget the name of the character but like when nancy falls asleep in class and then she wakes up and there's and there she is in the body bag saying nancy yeah, you know, yeah, and then yeah She like, exactly. walks away and be- there's a little trail of blood behind there uh-huh. not, yeah. oh man that freaked me out yeah um <laughs> yeah so that's the first horror movie that i remember having an impact on me i've been a horror movie buff awesome. you know pretty much for since so then. Very for whole.
4: tonight's episode, so typically what we do mm. is uh, we we'll review a movie, which we're going to talk about Blair Witch Project a lot later. But then we kind of talk about a debate list. Uh, we try to come up with three that kind of relates to this movie. And since, as we mentioned, you know Blair Witch uh, was really a big jumping off point for Hollywood realizing we can make low budget found footage mm-hmm. horror movies. Mm-hmm. We are going to talk about some of our favorite or at least notable. Found footage horror movies, and since we've given you the least amount of time to prep, so why don't you go first? Yeah, so that do, we you don't take one in, do you have any of your
1: um Wreck. Wreck? Yes. Oh, REC. REC, yes. Oh, R-E-C. Yeah, R-E-C. Yeah, yeah. yes.
4: Maybe R- five, two, seven years ago? 2007, oh, Spanish. Oh, okay, 10 years yeah, ago. They yeah,
1: yeah, they remade yeah. it into American version called Quarantine.
4: Yes.
3: But Wreck oh,
1: yes, 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 yeah. is amazing. It's one of my favorite, not just found footage uh, movies, just like one of my favorite. Horror movies in general, right? The premise is pretty simple, straightforward, you know, uh, a news crew um, joins a lot ride along with a, uh, with a fire, you know, fire truck team or whatever. Yeah. And uh, they go into this house and something breaks out and they qu- have to quarantine the building and like, mm. yeah, zombies.
3: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's an international film, right? The it's, original? It's Spanish. It's Spanish. It's, it's Spanish. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's
1: really, it's really short. It's like maybe 80 minutes long and it's really direct and it's just kind of like, it's just, It's it's scary as hell. Okay, yeah, Yeah. good to know.
4: Quarantine is, it's not my favorite found horror movie, but even that is like kind of fun. Um, that's on my list, actually. <laughs> so I need to see the original. That's like a little <laughs> well, second. No, no, no. So. no, no. Yeah, yeah. Rex Intense. Yeah, rec, yeah, that makes me
3: really inspired now to see the original because yeah. I really enjoy Quarantine. It has Jennifer Carpenter from yes, uh, that's Dexter. Right, from Dexter. Right. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to add that to my list. I have a yeah. very long list of movies to watch and that will be one, <laughs> one of the many. Frank, what do you have?
4: Uh, my first one, I just I want to mention it because it is the OG of found footage. Oh, you're going to see We are going right, to talk oh, about it a lot. This episode is Cannibal Holocaust. If you've not seen it, it holds up okay. It seems a little hokey, but it is, at the time when it was made in 1980, caused all sorts of problems. Scandal. There is, <laughs> yeah. so it got banned in, similar to this movie, Blair Witch, that is similar to Blair Witch. It was also promoted as oh, this is a real movie. Like, this isn't just a, a movie that we made to look like a documentary,
1: this is real.
4: The, uh, the guy that made the movie ends up he ended up getting charges for
1: like conspiracy to Ruggiero commit Deodato, murder right? yeah, yeah. What, what's his name Ruggiero Diodato yes Italian. those Italians are sick yeah he, uh, yeah that's true you should do a, a, a podcast on oh, Italian I, horror yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's um, true
4: but so he ends up getting charged the movie gets banned in Italy when it comes out he gets charged with like conspiracy to commit murder or something like that because he made all the actors in the movie sign agreements that they would do No press, so that he could do this. Like, oh, it's actually real. Everyone thought the actors died, so he ends up like having to to bring them to court. He had to like he had
1: to produce the actors to prove that he didn't
4: kill. Yeah, it's also a crazy movie. It's a movie you could not make today. On film, they kill I think three animals: a sea turtle, a turtle, Mm -hmm. some Um, sort of. And I'm watching it going, man, this looks really real. And then I was like wait a second, this movie's made in 1980. They're actually killing those yeah. animals. Oh, like, tough It's dog. really and, disturbing. And, and wasn't,
1: that, it wasn't that unusual for Italian directors particularly to kill live animals in some of the movies? And it's like,
4: Ooh. it's it's hardly the most, like, if the killing the animals wasn't real, if it was it was all CGI or whatever, it's hardly the most graphic thing in the movie. Oh, it's yeah, about, it be, it's yeah. about a team of, uh, basically about a team of documentary crew that goes to, uh, somewhere in the Amazon right yep. to, to film a documentary about this group of cannibals they get cannibalized and then they're back in America rewatching the footage trying to figure out if they can make it either into a TV series or a movie and they you watch all this footage and it's super graphic but we'll talk more about Hannibal Cannibal Holocaust later okay. yeah you have
1: another found footage movie any other that, ones oh, that no. uh, any other ones that come to mind um, this isn't so much a found footage movie. It has it has some found footage qualities to it, but it's not really a f- found footage movie as much as it is, as it is a, uh, a mockumentary. Um, but Lake Mungo comes to mind. Oh, I think I've seen that. Am not familiar? It's about a girl who disappears on a fishing trip, and the movie, the structure of the movie is just basically the filmmakers interviewing the uh mysterious circumstances surrounding her death death and i don't want to go too into it, but, yeah, it yeah, no a, but it definitely has a uh it's, it's a haunting movie it's a okay, very, cool. very it's a very very haunting movie and the spirit of the blair witch it also um is very low budget yeah a- and it does a lot with a limited budget yeah yeah what awesome. about number two for you uh
3: i gotta go with paranormal activity oh yeah you know? um
1: I'm going to go with the first one, because okay. yeah, I
3: didn't see a number of the sequels, yeah. um, but I think that you can see it was directly inspired by Blair Witch. Yeah. I mean, yeah. not necessarily found footage, but they're using security cameras and like yeah. video cams and, and kind of piecing those together to make the movie, um, but you definitely see the inspiration from Blair Witch. Yeah. It's a scary, creepy story. Um, unknown actors, kind of similar to and Blair Witch. it was a Witch. blockbuster. Yeah. Hugely and success. it it's so it well. It yeah. probably cost very little mm-hmm. to create and yeah. produce, and then they made bank and then issue or release a number of sequels so. Yeah, I
4: mean that is really I you know to the extent that Blair which is the the second generation OG found footage, Paranormal Activity, is probably the third generation of found footage, which really sparked. I mean, it became there a have franchise. been dozens
3: yeah. of them, and a lot which, of like similar kind of copycats. Yeah. yeah.
4: Speaking of which, my second pick, which I think is the best of the Paranormal Activity movies, is Paranormal Activity Three. Yes. Yeah. That one is fantastic, and without spoiling it, there's just two things in it that I are really worth mentioning. In that movie, which is still a continuation of the storyline from the first two, yeah. they they use a, a device. Because in all those movies, one of the things that's so scary is that the camera's still, you know you are not going to get a break in movement from what you're looking at in because in like the first one and a lot of them it's all like security camera, it's mounted cam. In the third one, they mount a cam on an oscillating fan. So and they position uh... it in a way that it goes between two rooms and there is something Utterly terrifying of knowing exactly how long you have as the fan pans back and forth before you're gonna get to see because you course, only get like a spurt of it. Yeah, right. With the camera, the veers away, like, then it goes. Ooh, it's really yeah, terrifying. The other thing I'll say about it, without spoiling any any anything about it, is the ending of it is a way better payoff than some of the other ones of just okay. being like, oh, there's a ghost in the house. So cool. Paranormal Activity three is my second one. Do you have a third? I. And no pressure. Yeah, if you don't,
1: it's cool, but... Troll Hunter. Which one? Troll Hunter. Oh,
4: Troll man, Hunter. I have... God, I don't even know if I've ever seen the entire thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's great, it's
1: great. Yeah? Um, and just because it's like... It's more like a fan. It's almost like a fantasy movie, and they take the character... Not the character, the creature design very seriously for a found footage film, right? So, um, it has this very uh, storybook... It has this very storybook quality to it, you know? and They're very... They're very faithful to the design of all the trolls. They're all different from each other. Yeah. And you know, it's a it's a it's a, it's a really cool looking movie. Yeah. The director just did um scary t- stories to tell in the dark Ooh, oh yeah okay. guillermo uh, del toro no, no, no he was a producer oh no. uh, okay, I, okay i forget this guy's name it's got one of those like Which, weird have O's you seen the that yet i've heard it's good no i have not yeah, I have yeah. Not. that's another one i gotta get yeah.
3: to um so my last one i haven't seen this but i it's on my list because i'm putting I, a
4: movie on your list you haven't seen yeah Joe. and geez. i'm, I'm <laughs> taking a
3: gamble here but it's called searching it came out not too long ago with john cho and it's definitely inspired by the found footage series where it's this guy looking for his daughter yeah. and kind of like piecing together this mystery I, I've seen it and it's pretty much just you know like webcam shots and it's all like oh, kind of online yeah. I know which movie like her about. online yeah. activities it's so a fun
4: movie it's not really did you see a horror it? movie yeah I've seen it it's pretty good. Yeah, cool. it's like a thriller it it's, yeah. it's fun
1: yeah like it is as it's you, watchable it's very there watchable
4: is, I, I will say, I think I figured out where it was headed a little earlier than yeah. you were supposed to because the, some of the foreshadowing was a little clear. It's a fun movie. I don't know so I'm it choosing
3: a- it, though, based on the fact that it seems like it's kind of in that lineage of yeah. found footage well, or some sort of like more modern take on that
4: concept. It is definitely um, a, a new way to do that because the whole yes, movie is actually right. shot as basically like you're just watching the laptop screen everything mm-hmm. from them going through files on the computer right. to uh, watching news videos online like it is it is a really cool technique it will so be it's interesting like to see if that. other people try to use
1: that plot device yeah. Yeah. It, it, it seems like it would be a, a thing that people would follow up on like it's like it, it, it almost seems like like very much similar to how Blair Witch was a new way of making movies yeah. Yeah. back in 1999. I feel like that searching movie was uh-huh. kind of like a new way of doing movies for the digital age. And then yeah. soon we'll
3: have maybe more of like a, a, a phone-focused one of just like Snapchat or Instagram, right, you know, yeah. like veering from the laptop there w- and more there was to...
4: One, there was one I didn't see a couple years ago. I want to say it was called Friend Request. Unfriended? or That was supposed to be like kids on their phone, but yeah. yeah. All right. um, so what about so you? for my, my third one, this is one, it flew relatively under the radar. I don't even know if it was ever in theaters, but it's called The Sacrament. It is a movie by Ty West, which we should really do another Ty West movie sometime. Yeah. He did House of the Devil, you guys which House is... Of the Devil? Oh, my God. I love that movie. Yeah. The Innkeepers was good. He did the VHS movies. Right. Um, oh, the Innkeepers. Which, yeah, honorable yeah. mention of the VHS... Or he did the first VHS. He did oh, the VHS.
1: second. Oh, so VHS. That's an honorable mention for him. Me. Yeah, honorable yeah. mention yeah.
4: for sure. But The Sacrament is a found footage horror movie that takes place on a commune, I think in Africa, but it's very much uh, a, a, a Jim Jones style cult that the that the film is taking place in, it's really good. I, I really like the way Ty West put movies together and I hadn't seen a found footage movie that looked quite like this. Um, I really like it, it used to be on Netflix, I'm not sure it still is, um, but it's really good. Um, any honorable mentions? That covers my list. The only one, other one I was going to throw out is uh, As Above So Below, which was a horror movie that takes – it's a found footage movie. It takes place of some people that get lost in the catacombs in Paris. Ooh. And it's its not like the most groundbreaking found footage movie, but it's, you know, it's a quick 90 minutes, and it's fun. So I would throw that one in there as well. But I guess on that note – Let's get into let's it. Let's get into Blair Witch.
3: Let's do it. So I wanted to do Blair Witch um, – partially because it's the 20th anniversary, also partially because it was the recommendation of uh, a devoted listener, Mike. Uh, so shout out to Mike. Um, thanks for the recommendation as well. But this movie came out 20 years ago. Uh, where um, does the time go? Which is wild, yeah. So we thought yeah. it was really appropriate to do this one. It's such an influential film um, in, in so many ways. Uh, came out in 1999. Do you guys remember where you were when you first saw this movie? Did you see it in theaters, or did you see it at I home see. on VHS?
1: I saw it the day it came out. Really? So you saw it in theaters? In, I saw it in theaters. On uh, th- July 14th, 1999. I guess that's what I was doing that day. <laughs> so
3: when the movie came out, actually, the marketing was so fascinating with this movie because yeah. people thought it was real. Yeah. 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 And so, there was a website with, um, like, missing person photos of yeah, right, the cast. That's and that right. was so genius is that it's an unknown cast. So going into it, did you think it was
1: a real movie
3: or like real people what, what was your whole oh, what was going I, on I in your was, head I was convinced it was real yeah I was really convinced when
1: it, the first time I saw Blair Witch I was convinced it was real for maybe about five days after I saw it wow. and then googling it doesn't really help this no, movie on that no because then you go to their website yeah. right because first of all the movie sticks with you right you come out of that movie and you can't really shake it right so you want to you go in, you, you, you start doing uh, internet searches on it and whatnot, and the first thing that pops up is the Blair Witch's um, website, which was full of these faux um, news clippings and yeah. like news, old news reports, and like just the, uh, There was such a layered um, background story to all of it, like, a layer mythology. So like right. they had yeah. thought it all out. So like they, um, I don't think I, I saw it the day it came up, because I read a review in the local newspaper about it, and I don't think the reviewer knew whether the movie was real or not. Ah. So I went in there, and I remember the the feeling that I felt when I came out of the the, the, the theater just completely disoriented not knowing what I had really seen. You yeah. know like there was a long debate between me and my friends on whether or not it was real. Right. We landed on the we landed on the it's real side. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: And then people actually left the theater feeling sick too because of the yeah. shaky camera work. That didn't um, really
1: bother me as much yeah. but like yeah. But, yeah.
3: But, How about how about you, Frank? Where were you when you I, first so saw it? I lay the scene, set so the scene for If it for me. came out in
4: 1999, I probably saw it somewhere of 2000. You were like, so I was all of 12 or years old, 12 or 13 years old. 13 <laughs> years old. Um, I saw it. My cousin George and I rented it and we watched it in our in my basement. Yeah. And I did not know that. Spoiler alert! This movie finishes terrifyingly in a basement. And it was very Ooh. hard to sleep in the basement that night. You cannot have chose.
3: You cannot have picked a worse place yeah. to watch the movie. Yeah, I don't Did Your re- basement also have handprints and blood and oh children's yeah. handprints. I so
4: I don't remember. I don't remember if I thought it was real at the time. I think maybe by the time I saw it, it was already, it was already like out there that the movie is was fiction. Yeah. But man, when I was thirteen years old, it felt very real. I actually yeah. heard that the uh, the mother of the the woman who is actually named Heather and played Heather, mm-hmm. her mother got sympathy cards for the death of her daughter. <laughs> a, a distant relative daughter. sent an actual sympathy card, yeah. yeah. I mean, isn't I, that wild? I also heard that they, wow. the guys that made the movie, whose names are Daniel, Mirrick, and Eduardo Sanchez, they got IMDB to initially list the actors in the movie <laughs> as missing, comma, presumed yeah. dead. I mean, isn't that genius
3: marketing? That is genius. Yeah. So let's set the stage. This movie. What's it about, Frank? Um, or you know, feel free to, to chime in. Yeah, as I mean, well. pretty basic um,
4: setup. It's three kids with camera, kind of with their fearless leader uh, Heather, who wants to make a documentary about the this witch that allegedly lives in the woods and roll. And she's uh, the Maryland. leader. She's kind of like the leader
3: of the pack. Yeah. She's the one that like orchestrated this whole. Yeah. Trip, the other right? two
4: guys are clearly there to kind of produce film. You know, yeah. facilitate. By the way. Heather Donahue the actress from Upper Darby. What? Local oh, girl. Wow. I don't know if this is true, but fun fact about me, in high school, I worked for a company that did like children's parties. Yeah. And like we dressed up in costumes. And apparently Interesting. before yeah, before I worked there, Heather Donahue worked there. The owners what? had a, had oh, a signed, a witch poster by Heather Donahue. Love the Heather Donahue
3: reference, but what kind of costumes did Clifford, you have to wear?
4: Buzz Lightyear, Woody. Batman, all of them. Like if you uh, can think of them, uh, I have been it at a daycare birthday party or like uh, county carnival. Is there photographic evidence of this? And
3: how do I get my hands oh, on this for blackmail purposes? Many
4: families, uh, like m- you know, memorable photos from the birthday parties. Note to self: yeah. contact the Ware family. <laughs> so these
3: three,
1: um, uh, I guess they're in their. Are they? late early 20s would you say i would say i I think they're like late 20s early 30s yeah so they venture into the woods
3: to kind of explore the blair witch and uh the blair witch is this it's this kind of you know tale of this witch that like resides in the woods and there's all this backstory um did that story kind of scare you sort of like the backstories with like like what happened at uh coffin rock and with uh
1: mr parr you know what really scared me From the from the if we're we're talking about the setup of the movie, the the one part that I found really freaky is when they talk to that one lady, who who Mary Brown, yeah, 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 Mary Brown, who like talks about like running into the Blair Witch, and she had this horse-like, you know, thin layer of hair covering her body and whatnot, and just how she, just her delivery and her face and whatnot—it's just a really. uh, freaky very real and apparently she was like some sort of co- she was the oldest college student on campus <laughs> that on the, near the, near um that uh, near the town in Delaware or Maryland, Maryland. Maryland. where they where they shot the movie
4: the, um, I, I will say, I really like the way they set up the movie by, by, like, it wasn't her just being like, we know this, and we've heard that. and like I mean, there's some of that, but they, they have basically faux townspeople that they interview yeah. about this myth and legend. And you, you they sl- they give you a lot of information that's not going to be crucial later, mm-hmm. right. but some of the major information that you get from them ends up paying off huge for you if you're paying attention. I agree. Yeah. I think the setup
3: is so genius because that's how it makes it look so legitimate. It makes yeah. it look so real. So in the oh. ninth.
4: By the way, we didn't cover uh, how you felt or where you were when you first Oh, that's right. Uh, Tell us about your first experience with it. We'll get back Um, to set up in a second. I actually (laughs)
3: saw this movie later in life, so I don't remember the exact time I saw it or the exact age, but it was probably almost 10... Maybe 10 years after this movie came out, oh, yeah, wow. that I finally saw it. So by that point, I already knew it wasn't real. I'd seen another movie with Heather Donahue in it, so I knew she was She alive. was in another movie? She was in wow. Boys and Girls, which I'll get to later in my other segment. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so she did some other feature films. I knew she was alive and didn't die in this film. Um, I, I thought Lucky it was you. super scary back then, and rewatching it as an adult now, as a young adult, <laughs> um, I thought it was still really creepy and well done yeah. and, and scary. Um, yeah. But what I was gonna say though yeah, was back that- back to the setup, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so 1940s, all these children go missing, and there's this legend about Mr. Parr, who I guess was somehow like seduced by the Blair Witch or whatever, but he would take children into his basement, and when he would kill them, he'd put one child in a corner facing the wall, facing the corner, and then would kill the other kid in the, in the basement, and then go ahead and like kill the kid facing in the corner, there's also this accompanying case or this accompanying story about Coffin Rock with these five men that are bound and tied. Their intestines are like oozing out. So it's a very dark, disturbing history. Yeah. So so um, they start
4: to they start to wander into the woods. And I'm curious, at, yeah. is there a specific point in the movie that you guys remember? Because they are in the woods for a while, and it's not scary. It's it's not. Right. It doesn't really take long enough to get boring. But it doesn't. It's not a. Uh, you know, they, they do eventually get lost. But is there a moment that you guys in the movie that, that you guys remember from the movie where you're like, OK, this is actually I, I'm, I'm with them now. I'm starting to feel lost. With yep. Them. I can
3: answer <laughs> um, when they find the first instant when they find the pile of rocks.
1: Yeah. They're just like, kind of like piled up. Oh, that was up. early on. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like my, my moment, the, the moment that I was going to mention is after that. Oh, when, which moment for you? When they find the wooden stone. When they find the sticks tied also all the trees. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I
3: agree. That's definitely. That's what it
1: really, like. The, the moment with the rocks, it's more like okay, we're we're tightening the screw a little bit. You know, when they when they find the when they find the, the branches tied up and the in the trees and whatnot, they tighten the screws a lot more. Yeah, yeah. the branches make it
3: seem like this is legit. Yeah, like this may be a yeah. real thing. I think the rocks kind of freak me out because like oh, this is not just like a folklore. Like maybe there is like more truth behind yeah. it. But I agree. I think the br- and it's such a simple. Kind of formation with oh. the twigs,
4: and but and it looks it's like it's a slightly crucifixial. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, that's a word. It's slightly human. Yeah,
3: shaped. but it's that like, sight and just like the imagery of them hanging with like moss and just like the way they captured that was so scary. And, and
1: in that scene, uh, one of the one of the guys with the cameras, I forget um, their names are Mike, Josh, and, and Mike. Josh and yeah. Mike. Yeah, one of them's filming. I think it was uh, I think it was Mike, right? The guy with the long hair. That's Mike. I don't. I don't remember which one. To I, I think. I think Mike's the guy with the long hair. But anyways, he's in that scene. He's like, saying something along the lines of like, "Okay, we have everything. We got. We we filmed all these trees. Can we just leave now?" And then yeah. he turns around. And he sees some more. He's like, "I don't even fucking see those. Yeah. Just get out of here." Yeah. 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 The the How about moment. You?
3: What moment really just so those got are both under your skin? definitely
1: two good seeds. I would say those
4: are definitely on the upswing of like, okay, here mm-hmm. we we are now headed into a horror movie. The moment in the movie that I that like when I think of this movie other than the very last scene the scene I think of is where they've already been lost for a day or two and they've only been walking south and they come across the exact (laughs) same lock because there's so much about this movie the way it's filmed that like it, it it almost forces you to be like, well, what would I do? Okay, like we can't find the map. What we, you know, we're seeing all these weird things. Would I be freaked out? Would I leave? But if I was tired, lost for more than a day, and thought I was walking one direction the entire time, and I was exactly where I was not 24 hours ago, that really like brought a like gave me a, a feeling inside, like,
1: oh my yeah. god, I don't know what I would do, like and, other than panic. And, and it's such a simple concept too, right? A log. Yeah. yeah. Right? We crossed this log already. And now we're, here we are in front of this log again. And yeah. it's scary as hell. And yeah.
3: that's what's so realistic about this, is that you can easily relate to them. Like, mm-hmm. you're trapped or, or you're lost in the woods, don't know where you are, you lose the map, or you find out that, like, Mike yeah. intentionally threw it in the creek. Yeah. By the way, that freak out yeah. that Let's Heather has? Oh, that, that was great. OK. So he just gets rid of the map because he's like, what's yeah. the point of having it? Well, Which no. is the worst
4: rationale ever. Yeah. Because, no, 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 but she asked him about it. like. They they blame her for losing the he map. He flat out oh, denies, it. denies it. Everybody denies it. A full day. It's like a day later. All of a sudden, I think it, that is Mike. That is but Mike. He's just in a laughing fit, and they're like, "What? Well, he's like, I threw the map away. I kicked that damn thing into the river." And you're like, "Oh God!" They're losing their minds. And like they're screaming. Such out. a yeah. yeah. I was like, "Ooh, I hope she
3: she must have needed some like, yeah, recola, like throat so, stuff because that was just like high pitched, intense screaming and." I, I i felt it like i felt it i was like oh my gosh like and this is like your one piece of information or one thing that can maybe get you out of this situation you're lost in the woods yeah and now you don't have that like what do you do so, what do you do and it, i
1: think that i'm sorry I, I think that's what makes the movie effective is her reactions that just their reactions the movie is scary not because they're, they're showing you any jump scares or because yeah. you see some sort of monster some creature the movie is scary because they're you can legitimately feel their how scared they are yeah right you can legitimately feel their tension and It's it's a scary movie because of how scared the actors are. Yeah, Yeah. and And watching them just unravel.
3: Totally, because like you see, you see Heather start out as this like really commanding. Presence. She's like oh, very really confident, very sure We're, of herself. And thinks she has everything in line. Every you she's know. Every, art,
1: our student director. Yeah. Know.
3: And then yeah. watching her slowly unravel and like realizing like, oh wow, like I don't know where I am. I am lost. And just like seeing how like they all crack in different mm-hmm. ways. And, and it's so well done. At
4: first she's kind of arguing with Mike. And very Mike's defensive. The one that's slipping. And then she's arguing with Josh. And Mike's the voice of yeah. reason. Yeah. So I was reading about the filming of this movie. Super interesting. Script is 35 pages long. Wow! When they apparently they uh, when they audition people for this movie, they gave them no lines, no anything because they knew a ton of it was going to be improvised. They asked, they told them, "You are at a parole board hearing. Why should we let you out of jail?" and if they like stuttered or like couldn't come up with a compelling answer they didn't consider them because they knew that a lot of this movie was going to be improvised apparently what they did is they gave the gang the two cameras they showed them how to use them and the directors would follow them through the woods like but but far enough that they were still isolated and they only knew where to go from like scene to scene to be filmed they uh they gave them a gps tracker that would lead them to basically these milk crates that had like script like plot points in it And that's how they filmed this movie because their whole, the director, the creators of this movie, um, Daniel and Eduardo, their goal Mm. were to like make sure they stayed isolated. And slowly, they they filmed this whole movie in eight days, apparently. And over the course of the days, they would deliberately sleep deprive them. They would remember those scenes where they're in the tent and they would hear the voices in the woods. They would wait till they were sleeping set that stuff up and then wake them up and make them start filming immediately to try to capture that like dazed confused blurry camera kind of things which i think like i, I can't imagine being cast in this movie be
1: like this is yeah this is gonna work i can't imagine being but cast in this movie and not murdering the director yeah i know <laughs> but,
4: uh, it, it does work like uh, for whatever you know whatever the costs were like i think they got a product that works
3: yeah um so, any other moments in the movie that really just kind of creeped you out? When yeah. Josh
1: disappears, that's a whole thing. But then when they find the, the, the twigs, the bound twigs outside the tent after Josh disappears, and initially Heather just tosses it off to the side and then she finally got the string to actually look inside the twigs. Yeah! And she finds, what is that? Teeth? It
4: it's like yeah. a bloody little like so, pile of
1: stuff. Uh, Maybe a tongue in apparently there?
4: Apparently te- it's real human teeth that they got from a dentist.
3: I'm sorry. What? <laughs> yeah.
4: According to the internet. Hold on.
3: Oh. <laughs> Let me confirm this with my dentist friend. If that's like allowed. That's so I messed can't up. Imagine I that's allowed. I couldn't <laughs>
1: even tell what it was at first yeah. because it just looks like this I bloody, lump. Right? like I thought it was like an ear or like some sort of organ or whatever. I it was it. a finger. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah. The other thing about this movie, going back to the way they shot it, mm. the they had to be in character the entire time. The actors had a safe word. Like they were involved in like fetish play or something. Like it's apparently, like an S&M kind apparently of. Apparently taco. <laughs> because they had to taco? eat all the time. And if one of them <laughs> needed a break, they said taco. So. <laughs> I enjoy the moments
3: when they were just so lost and kind of down in their luck, when they're just talking about like, what are you missing right now? Yeah. Oh, I'm missing like my mom's mashed potatoes. Yeah, and it maybe hungry. Yeah. And I really <laughs> did like think about kind of what would I be missing in this moment? Like what would be the food that you would really be craving and just like longing for?
1: um i don't know I'd the be, answer
4: I, is a nice cold love city beer
3: that is the answer <laughs>
1: that's the right answer yeah for me it's yes, tater tots unity ipas yeah what about you what 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 food would you crave? uh you know i i always miss fried chicken whether i'm lost in the woods or not yeah yeah, yeah. I, I
3: would yeah i would say cheeseburger um so one of the most iconic moments of the movie is when Heather realizes like, oh man, things are not going well. Like we're pretty much being hunted. Like the whole description of like, we're being hunted was like kind of scary, but there's this close-up camera shot, her, you just see like her eyes and her nose and you kind of see like <laughs> the snot running out. Yeah, it got yeah. parodied um, in Scary Movie. Scary, I know, I think it's Scary yeah. Movie. <laughs> and that's actually one of the things she's talked about and that was yeah. written about it is that there was so much kind of like, so many parodies and, and so much mockery of that but I really thought it was a genuine kind of scene where she's in this moment where she thinks she's gonna die, like things are not looking good, like she's just losing it, like she's clearly upset. Like, it's unfortunate in my mind that like, that got parodied so much, because I think like, I could see that being a, a very legitimate, realistic reaction to what's well, going on.
1: The, the, the whole parodying of it, I think is what kind of, I think it speaks to how iconic the scene is, Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, people parody uh, the scene in The Birds a lot where, um, that scene in the birds, where, um, where, I forget the actress's name, but when she walks out of the school and all the other birds are kind of hanging out, she walks like real, like people parody the shower, the shower scene in Psycho to make another Hitchcock reference, you yeah. know. Um, that that whole shot with the close-up of her face is just so. Mm-hmm. Effective. It's part of the yeah. lexicon now. Yeah, right. It's, yeah, part, of, having, it's part of it's part of horror lexicon right now.
4: And having having seen the movie before, like Scary Movie,
1: and everybody got their hands mm-hmm. on it, it yeah. does feel genuine. Well, like, I've yeah. never seen Scary Movie. Really? really? Yeah, I've oh. never seen oh. Scary Movie. So, like, I kind of like so good. Like that scene is kind of parody free to me
4: right now. So, um, what about you though? Was there was there any other scenes that stick out to you? I mean, we'll we'll talk a little bit oh. about the finale. But towards
3: yeah, I, I got to go towards the end. Yeah. Now. So, I mean, the moment where they hear.
4: They well, hear Josh's scary. voice. They hear
3: Josh's voice, but this is after, I think, when they find the bundle with like yeah. his stuff. So it's like, wait, is he alive? And they kind of question, like, is he alive? Is this me, Is this the witch like kind of luring us? Like, what's going on? But when they end up at the house, guys, so when they scary. end up in that house. That freaked me out in so many ways. And you're getting different camera angles from Mike's point of view, from Heather's point of view. And what is so terrifying is when it's when it's Mike that you're watching kind of go through, you hear Heather in the background just like freaking out, like looking for where Mike is. But seeing him get through the house yeah. and seeing like him go the upstairs. The The bloody handprints along the wall. Um, and then he's like, wait, I hear Josh downstairs. He like runs downstairs. Whew. That's he. And then and the his camera, camera just, goes. His camera just drops. Cuts right? to
4: Heather's camera. That's she white, goes, guys. and the last shot we see O-M-G. is Mike staring dead into the corner. Yeah, and then, and then Heather's camera drops. And then yeah. roll credits. And yeah. then boom. And then so roll
3: credits, final thoughts. Like after you saw the movie, what'd you think?
4: Yeah. What are your so thoughts? So the, the two questions we usually do at the end. Oh, which by the way, yeah. I love. I gotta get my like, uh, you know, box office facts in. Yeah. This is one of the like. Uh, like percentage of profit, like one of the most profitable movies ever. The official budget for it was 60k. They did 248.6 million in the box office. Wow. Isn't that wild, absolutely That's crazy. crazy. Wild. Um, what, so the two questions we always ask at the end is, was it scary, and would you recommend it? I'm a yes for both. Yeah. I, it's it's not as scary now having seen it a number of times, but that first scare, especially if you don't have a lot of the the parody points of reference about this movie. Like, if you don't really yeah. know what you're going in and, and you really kind of, you buckle in. It's also a tight 82 minutes. There's very oh. little fat on the bone in this movie. Yeah, um, It's fun, it's scary, uh, and I would definitely recommend it. What about you? What do you think, Adam? Um,
1: Yeah, it's scary, and I would definitely recommend it too. But I don't know if it's, it's, it's a very divisive movie, even to this day. So it was divisive when I first saw it, yeah. right? When I, when I remember, like, and, and I find this about a lot of horror movies, too. Like, they tend to be... Um, if, they're, if, they're, if they're that groundbreaking, they tend to be divisive because people are always... always You know, people's complain about the Blair Witch is like, well, nothing happened, right? It's just a bunch of kids running around cursing in the woods or whatever. Yeah. But, like, it's, it's just not... Then you didn't watch it with the right... Yeah, then by that you accord,
4: know? you wouldn't like most Alfred Hitchcock movies. Yeah. Now, granted, something happens in most of those, but it's about the tension, it's about the anxiety, and the very original way they shoot it. And I love the off-camera kind of
3: tension and and the scares are all kind of off camera you never see the Blair Witch but for me like I don't have to like I think they do such a great job of Mm. capturing the fear of this witch without having to show her Um, so yeah my answer is yes and yes to both of those questions um I think this movie really holds up. I think it's like a genius movie, actually. Like, I'm going to go out and say that. I think
1: it's an important movie and to the horror genre in general. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: I
4: think it both, not only to the horror genre, but to whatever the the kind of history of viralness and guerrilla marketing is, this has got to be one of the first that really took that by the horns and made themselves $250 million yeah, doing that's it. right. So
3: what I always do is a segment called Scare Are They Now. Um, it's I pick a, an actor from the movie and kind of just show or talk about what they're up to now. So Heather Donahue I want to talk about.
4: Upper she's, Darby's finest. She's the lead. Heather Donahue. So Represent. she actually
3: is retired from acting. She's done some script writing. Uh-huh. But um, she wrote a memoir and she actually in 2012 she released a memoir but she Went on to grow medical marijuana she's a, and become she's a, a farmer. Professional, like yeah, marijuana. And <laughs> um, it's really interesting. So she talked about how this movie during the filming of it was a positive experience, but afterwards it was actually pretty painful in some ways because it was parodied in so many ways, whether it was through yeah. Scary Movie or she won a Razzie Award, which honors the worst really? acting. Which she I didn't am deserve shocked a Razzie by. for this. Yeah, like she got a Razzie for worst actress, which I thought. Yeah. It's that's, totally ridiculous. You're missing the mark. She's supposed to be a
4: bad documentarian in the movie. Like. Yeah. And
3: also, I think the issue is that she used her real name in the movie. So people had a difficult time separating the character, this, Heather Donahue, in the movie her. versus the actual person that she is. So, um, But she is out there kind of doing her own thing. No more acting. I want to mention Mike. So Mike is played by Michael Williams. He's actually a high school—I'm gu- oh, sorry—a middle school guidance counselor now, <laughs> which is such an interesting kind of turn. I guess you
4: know—I'm
3: not sure what happened in- along the way, interesting
4: but interesting career turn for a guy that a guidance counselor being the guy that threw the map away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: um, and Josh is still in the business. He's still in the industry acting. So uh, gotcha. they've all gone on to do different things, but yeah. So that's Blair Witch in a nutshell. Yeah. Um, this was great. Yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks so for much, Adam, us, Adam, for being thank here. Thank you so much for having um, us. This is, this is, really, is fun. This yeah, really fun. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you, Love City, for hosting us. Absolutely. And for Come allowing check us to take over. On, what are you
4: guys, on Noble or Hamilton Street? This is Hamilton. Hamilton, on Hamilton, Hamilton Street. You yeah. yeah. actually, if, if, for a point of reference, if you know the city, you guys are like right behind Union Transfer. yeah off yep. of Spring Garden. Yeah. And it's actually, you know, like I said, you feel like you're off the beaten path when you're here, but you're not really that far from the beaten path. It's no. not hard to get to. And uh, yeah, the beer is great. Delicious beers, great company,
3: awesome people. It's a um, great place to work at. Yeah. Well, thanks so much. Cheers, cheers Adam. Well, thank and you so Cheers to Love City. You. Yay.
2: Not in this country, Why is not, it not possible, possible. because this is America fun. and it's not possible. we've destroyed America. most of our natural resources. Let's just keep going God send your grace on me.